Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Justin Box. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Welcome to anyone visiting. Great to have you here. I'd say that's a normal service, but um, I was just saying to John Larder, I was like, we've been talking about consistency all year. Um, and and I've, I've said multiple times that when we're consistent with whatever it is in life, and in this context, church and worship and presence in him and and encounters and experiencing him and uh, when we're consistent with those those things or anything momentum is inevitable there's it causes something to happen it's inevitable so I was I was I was just really encouraged by him today um, because I don't have a clear picture and specific thing that we want to see each week because that's silly because he's God and we do play a big role in him moving, make no mistake about that. But then he goes above and beyond and like Psalm 115 verse 3 says, he does what he pleases. So we, I don't think he moves much without prayer um, and without decree on the earth because he's given authority to us, but he's still God. But there's this beautiful partnership of us bringing heaven to earth with our decrees and words and, you know, it's just an amazing thing amazing thing that just happened so yeah that first hour was one for the ages and if you weren't here um, just ask him to do that all in you somehow is that cool Um, and if you've got friends that don't go to church anymore invite them along I just really feel that we're going to be a place that um, I'm not going to say redefines church I just said it didn't I Um, but there's just something something the Lord's doing here for people that have gone through the motion of church. Is that cool? Great. So another miracle will be for me to accomplish what I want to today because it's 20 past 11. Don't mind a long sermon, Justin. Nah, we'll be right. Hey, also, um, Rob Buckingham, the senior leader of Bayside, um, wrote a, a, a really cool, great article on Halloween doesn't go into every single detail, so brace yourself. Um, but I feel as Christians we can get super weird and judgmental and angry and we have a go at people that are just acting the way they act because they don't know Jesus. So I'd, there's, a, there's about 30 copies on the back desk. They should still be out there. Um, so grab a copy. It's really good. If you've got any questions, then you can ask us. Um, but I thought it was really great. Again, to talk about the subject of Halloween and Christianity and where it all fits, you might need seven pages, but this is a really, really great little thing. Is that cool? So help yourself to that. So great. <laughs> I don't even know what to do, to be honest. And that's my prayer for church. I, wanna, I want him to do something that I didn't expect, so I don't know what to do. I said to John Larder, I said, I want to get up with the microphone and be nervous. Like doing transition like Lee did today. I, w- I want to be nervous. I don't want to have it all planned. I don't want to have a three-point little nice thing with a scripture on my phone ready to do transition and close worship. I don't want to have it all sorted out. And it's the worst. <laughs> because we learn, like, we're just, well, let's just do this. We're, we're, 
I think one of the biggest things as believers and as people that even don't know Jesus is learning how to steward moments. Because there's moments that happen quick and long. Like you're sitting at home, I've said this before, and the compassion ad comes on TV with starving children. We've got a, what do we do? Lots of you change the channel quick because I don't want to deal with it. I've done it. Ah, get it off. I've seen posts on Facebook of crazy stuff that demands a response, whether which way it is, and it's hide post. I've done it. Has anyone else done that? Hide post, I don't want to see it, especially if I scroll back later. I don't want to see it a second time. Hide post. And I feel like, as I was talking to John Larder just about, like, how, how do we steward his presence? How do we look after? How do we cultivate? How do we manage? The word steward is to take careful manage of. Paul says an amazing um, truth in Ephesians 3. He said that because of the stewardship of grace. Paul says a lot, grace and peace to you. You've read the letters, the 13 epistles. Many were by him. And he says, this is Paul, an apostle, set apart by God. Some said by the will of God. And then he moves in and he says, peace and grace to you. Often he'll finish the letter with, and peace to you and grace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 10 when he sent them out to the villages to, 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 to announce that the kingdom is near, to raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, preach the gospel, that whole deal. When he sent them out, he said to you, when you go into a village, let them receive your peace, give your peace away. So we've got this idea that Paul presents that we have grace to give away and that we're stewards of grace, that we take careful manage of grace, that we look after grace, that we cause grace to grow, that we nurture it like a seed, if you will. Without, without watering in the right soil for a seed, the seed will not grow and it's similar to grace. It's similar to faith. You've been given a measure of faith. Often we say, I don't have enough faith. What did Jesus say? He said, if you've got the faith the side of a mustard seed, then you can tell this mountain to be thrown into the sea. So I feel like he's highlighting this morning about stewarding moments, but also stewarding the things that he's given us. How do we steward love? We demonstrate it. We pray. We, we live it out. We have people keep us accountable because our words are one thing, but our actions are another. How do we steward Faith, we've all been given a measure, some more and some less, just like in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, five, two, and one. The five did something one with it and he doubled it. He had a measure of faith. We're only responsible with the measure that we've been given. So how do we steward faith? How do we take careful manage of faith? We put it to work. We say things like, does June 13th mean anything to anyone? That's stewarding faith. Does that mean anything to anyone this morning? June 13th. No problem. Oh, Moy, what's going on here? Did you put your hand up? Okay, so that's awesome. Does he know the Lord? Yeah, he's doing, is he good? He's doing good? 
Yeah, well, that's great. So I, I don't know what this means, but I just felt the date June 13th. And that is me stewarding my faith. Because me doing that, there's got to be something about me believing that God actually wants to speak, wants to crash in, wants to move beyond what we know and what we're comfortable with. And I'm thinking about this morning, stewarding moments. Our life is about stewarding these God moments. Like what is he saying? What is he doing? Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I hear my father do. I only do what I see my father do. It's this, it's this intimacy, this awareness, this closeness. And it's like when he moves, like there was moments in the service that it's like, oh, what do I do? Because I don't want to wreck this. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. Like when we pray for healing, often we pray for 95% too long, where just to be healed will be, we'll get the breakthrough. And like Bill Johnson says, we, often we pray past the miracle. So it's like this morning, oh, what do I do? I've like the, the start of worship was, it was great. But then when Tash started singing Only Me, I felt a shift in the room weird language, but I felt an increase in his presence, in my awareness of him, him moving and wanting to go, hey, I'm really big and you guys can sing your songs and I will get exalted and I'll honour you where you're at. We can sing four songs and sit down. We can. He's going to get the glory. We're going to have a great time. We're going to worship him and it's going to be great. He'll honour us to where we want him. He's so good. So regardless of what church or the expressions of their faith and worship, he will come to every church because we're praising him and we know what we know. And, and as, as us, we want to steward moments with the Lord. We want to learn what it looks like to look after and to take careful manage these beautiful, sacred, holy, powerful, intense moments with him, especially corporately. Why? Because the church is about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry and often there'll be a specific grace for us to learn things together that then gets outworked tomorrow morning. Because the six days are more important than the two hours. Because that's our life. And it's more important to learn how to walk with God than just know some principles and some scriptures. Everything we do is based and launched off his word. It's paramount, it's pivotal, it's critical to everything we do. We can't know his character and nature without his word because his word describes it, articulates it, confirms it, presents it. But if it only stops there, we miss everything. Jesus said this incredible thing. He said, guys, you think that it's in the scriptures you find eternal life. He's like, no, 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 that's not the case. Why? He goes on and he says, they point to me. So that's not, that's not pushing down the scriptures. That's not putting the scriptures to the side. But it's looking at the whole scheme of, of, of Old Testament, New Testament, life, God speaking, the presence coming and it's in a new way in the new covenant. His Holy Spirit falling, access to promises. This whole new deal is different. And the scriptures are meant to point us and push us 
And the amazing thing is pulling us into an experience with God where we, we, we get to a point where we're like, oh my goodness, something's happening, what do I do? And I think this is the question mark that Christians are asking all over the world, like, what do I do with what God's saying? What do I do when a scripture's highlighted and it touches, is it my heart or is it inside me or is it my spirit or is it just a cool thing or are the goosebumps natural or are they supernatural or what is it? Is it a mix? Are my emotions good? Is it just spirit or is it emotion and feelings as well? It's a massive deal because we're praying the amazing prayers, we're decreeing the great declarations, we're reading amazing scriptures, we're having great moments, but are we stewarding them unto transformation? The word transformation comes from the word metanoia, metamorpho, caterpillar, butterfly, but there's a key word in there, the word meta. And that word meta is, it's derived, it, it comes from this word meta, and it means to be with, like person, to be with. So transformation isn't possible without a person. So meta is to be with, transform because you were with. So this whole idea of do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. So we've got this whole culture of the kingdom that we're presenting and the disciples had a really hard time with it. And, and that we see it in Peter when he pulled out the sword and cut Matthias, Marius, Marius, his ear off. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 what is going on here? <laughs> Guys, you've learnt a certain pattern for a long time, but this is the pattern of the kingdom, the culture of the kingdom. Uh, have I wasted my 3.5 years on earth training and equipping you and demonstrating about the Father and his kingdom and what that could and can look like? Was it James and John that went into the city and they rejected the the message and the works of Jesus, works, miracles? And they said, let's let's put fire on the city. Let's burn the city down. Now we've got Jesus who, how did he come? John 1.19, full of grace and truth. So grace, kindness, that's what the word means. Kindness. Kindness and favour, that's what the word means. So Jesus came in kindness and truth. And then we've got him demonstrating kindness and truth. Remember he spoke in the synagogue early on and they said, wow, we're marvelling at the gracious words which flowed from his mouth. They felt kindness. Kindness gives you the ability that you didn't have before. It's like a dad and a kid. It's like, oh, it's kindness and they feel uplifted and they can do anything. It's like Jesus, kindness. His kindness is the empowerment of heaven. His kindness is the fuel. His kindness gives you ability. So he's demonstrating kindness. The lady that was, throw, that was thrown down at his feet. I know it's not a word. He was thrown. Bella was saying, I'm climbing on this. And I said, you mean you clomb? And she's like, what is going on? But they were throwing, they threw the, the lady down at the feet of Jesus, and said, what are you going to do with her? Caught in the act, most likely naked, probable. Why would the religious evil people have clothed her and given her dignity? Caught in the act, threw her at his feet and said, what are you going to do? Law, 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 law. Old pattern, old thinking, old mindset. 
James and John. Let's burn the city. Old pattern, old mindset. Peter, he did really well, did really rubbish. Really well, really rubbish. Really well, really rubbish. Can anyone relate to that? My week last week, really well, really rubbish. Really well, really rubbish. Can we be real? Some weeks, really rubbish, really rubbish, really rubbish. Where the heck is the really good? I don't know. It's there. So he's saying this. He's saying, should we torch the city? And he's like, guys, you don't know what spirit you're from. Peter, like if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. It's a different kingdom. We've gone from to. The language of Paul is you were sinners and now you're saints. With no offence, but a saint is not someone that's elevated. You are a saint. Like you are a saint. He doesn't say to the sinners at Ephesus. He doesn't say to those that suck in Ephesus, those that are worthless at Ephesus, those that keep on trying and beating yourself up and one day you'll escape this earth because Jesus will come back and it'll all be better because there's a street of gold. He didn't say that. He said to the saints in Ephesus. He said that you've been actually pulled into the divine, you're a partaker, one Peter, of the divine nature. So you no longer have a sinful nature if you've asked Jesus into your heart. It's not this black dog, white dog fighting. It's not this light and dark fighting. The Bible's really clear that the enemy has been defeated, disempowered, and disarmed. I read it this morning at the beginning of church. Now, it's open slather for people who don't know Jesus. He can just walk in anytime, doesn't even need to kick a door down. He's got access. But for us, he doesn't. So what, what, how does he get access? It's through agreement. And agreement isn't, yes, take over my life. Agreement is, I said something weird to that person and they're hurt and then her voice is, I'm no good. And you go, yep, confirmed it again. I'm no good. It's called agreement. And we agree, 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 and then it's massive. What does agreement do? It creates a belief system. What does a belief system do? It creates this ecosystem, an environment, and a world that you live out of. How you see, how you act, how you think, how you respond, your choices, decisions, actions, how you express everything in you. It's developed from a belief system. And Jesus went through this 3.5 years of saying, guys, there's so much validity in the Old Testament because it was pointing to me. God did so much. But it's a new day. Because in the Old Testament, there were moments, there were moments of presence, like Gideon. Gideon, uh, it's Joshua 6.34, I looked it up. And it's like, and the Spirit of the Lord, how's Gideon? I'm no good, least of the tribe, least of the least, 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 least. Holy Spirit comes and it says, the Holy Spirit put Gideon on like a glove. The NIV will say that the Holy Spirit fell upon Gideon, but the the true context, if you're to extract it from the Greek, is he put Gideon on like a glove. 
And we see David being empowered with his presence and moments of Abraham and Moses communicating with God on a level that I'm jealous with, that, hey, I'm going I'm to wreck this city. Abraham's like, no, 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 50, 50, 40, 40, 30, 20, 20, 25. Okay, cool. Moses, God's like, I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to kill everyone. Moses is like, no. And he's like, okay. I'm like, what? Mary's like, do a miracle. Jesus is like, no. Mary's like, mum, do a miracle. Jesus clearly said, it's not my time for miracles. So there's these moments that the, the Spirit drops on people in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God came upon Saul, evil Saul, bad Saul, disobedient Saul. Holy Spirit fell on him and what does the Bible say? He became another man. He was transformed into, he was meta because he was with, he was transformed into another man. And he prophesied, the Bible says. So there's moments, there's these moments that pop up here and there in the Old Testament. But it's a new day now. So, so Jesus was baptised in the, in the Jordan River. You've got to look back, Elisha, what happened with the Jordan River there? Flicked the water and he walked through. You remember that story? What happened with Joshua? Same thing. Another amazing moment. Two encounters, two moments with the Jordan River. Elisha, Elijah, you with me, church? And then Joshua walking through. And then another third amazing moment at the Jordan River. Jesus baptised to fulfil all the 613 laws. Fulfilled them, valued them. But he fulfilled them all so we don't have to. We don't have to tick a box now. It's presence, encounter, pursuit. Mm, that's just good. But it's about relationship. It's about knowing. It's genisco, the Greek word for know. Love that surpasses knowledge, that we would know him. Baptized. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Heaven open and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. It wasn't a dove. It was a picture. Like a dove, like the book of Acts. It was like a mighty rushing wind when the Holy Spirit fell. It was like it because the things of the Spirit are impossible to articulate. Impossible. So they used, oh, so great. Teaching moment, I just felt his presence and it was beautiful. So it was like a dove, it was like a mighty rushing wind. And the Holy Spirit came down and rested. And the key word here, I I believe it's mentioned three times in the book of John. And it said, and the Holy Spirit remained. And it's awesome because one John says a similar thing, but about the anointing. Holy Spirit is the anointing. Yeah? The charisma, the spreading, the smearing of the Lord. Like Mary, highly favoured. You're going to conceive a child. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her, overwhelmed her. Yeah, that whole smearing of God, anointing. Holy Spirit fell. And then the same John that talked about the Holy Spirit falling and remaining spoke in one John, another book. He wrote that book and another three books. One John, two John, three John. And then he talks about that you don't need to be taught anything. Remember, you've got to read context because we still need to be taught things. He says the, whole, the, the anointing will teach you. Holy Spirit will teach you because he's the spirit of truth that guides us into all truth. John 16. But it says, and that anointing remains. Same idea. Holy Spirit remains, anointing remains. What happened in the Old Testament? It was just moments of presence gone. 
We even see it in, in, in moments. Glory departed. That word Ichabod, the glories departed. You, you know that story. But in the New Testament, because we're no longer sinners, but we're saints, because we're no longer um, acting out of a sinful nature, because that's been buried and crucified, but now we're sons and daughters, and we now live according to the pattern of the kingdom. And that's what Jesus was trying to do with his disciples. And the amazing thing was he didn't just talk about it. He modelled kindness and he demonstrated kindness and it, it came out in the fruit of power. So these two truths throughout from the start of Matthew's gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah, Matthew was the start, <laughs> was kindness and power, kindness and power, intimacy with the Lord and releasing it on earth. It was about stewarding grace. Paul said that the grace that you've been given is not only for you, it's for other people. He said that we don't only impart the spiritual gifts, but we impart our lives. So what makes you, you, is a strength for someone else. So just how you're wired can actually be imparted to someone else. This whole kingdom deal is not through works although we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Again, context, the two scriptures that seemingly oppose. But it's context. So that's what Jesus was trying to do. He's trying to explain how things happened in the Old Testament. That's why often I said last week that there's capital letters throughout the New Testament writings because they're emphasizing an Old Testament verse. And then they're like, okay, but this. Tash, are you good or? Yeah, Mitch, can you jump up please, mate? I've been so excited to share the, the message in here, in this, for months. The Lord's timing is great. Galatians 4.4. 4. The seed of the woman came at the perfect time. Jesus. But we're in a new kingdom. We're in a new covenant. We're in a new relationship. Everything's different. The landscape has changed. We're no longer sinners. Your sinful nature was destroyed. Read Romans 6. It says dead, I think, 19 times. Dead, 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 dead. But I feel like this. Yeah, you've got memory. You've got experiences. He doesn't do a, a men in black. <laughs> hey, he does that for trauma and in amazing moments with him that knows, when he knows that needs to happen. Often we're to steward that transformation in the light of memory, in the light of hurt, in the light of past experience, in the light of this was not okay. And often when he allows that, it's for testimony and breakthrough for other people. Hope I'm making sense. But it's foundational. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By the renewing of our mind. What's the next line? So that you will prove the will of God. 
NIV says approve. I know. The correct translation is prove. It's a big difference to approve. Approve is, yep, I agree, I nod. And although we agree and nod, approve removes our responsibility. Prove puts us in the picture, front and centre. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, Old Testament thinking, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. We know what our mind can do, negative and positive. We know it. We know it. So transformation is the only way that you can be fully transformed into his likeness, which he predestined. The fact that he predestined it doesn't mean it's just going to happen. Get your head around that. He predestined the possibility and made everything available for you to be transformed into the likeness of his son. But we get to choose it and step into it. How is that possible? The only way it is possible is if we have our mind renewed. How is our mind renewed? We get around him. We learn how to steward moments. He just full circled the whole thing, didn't he? <laughs> we, we learn how to steward moments. Yeah, that's great. Never thought that before. The key to our mind being renewed, which causes transformation, is learning and stepping into stewarding moments. Moments when you pick up the scriptures and read it and something happens. What do you do next? Moments like this morning when, I don't know what to do. This isn't church. Oh, yes, it is. We're going to be as sensitive and as safe and as pastoral as possible. I do not want to pastor a circus. I don't. He's like, oh, nah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to pastor a bunch of weirdos. Like swinging off the fans and going, yip, 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 I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. 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 But he's God and he'll have to work on me and work on all of us if, if that's going to go down. <laughs> I might leave. No, but he'll, he'll, he honours the flavour of the house, yeah? He honours what we want. There's DNA being put into this house by the past pastors. We're not interested in flicking a switch and going circus crazy town. We've been on a really slow journey. And this morning was significant for us. Oh, this morning was really significant. Let's stand on our feet. We're not going to do communion. Really appreciate you making it. I love you guys. But this morning just went the way it was. So we're going to take a figurative communion. Mm. Thank you. Metaphoric. Metaphoric. I'll ask what that means later. Be awesome. Hey, Jesus, let's just, as we say, it's a Christian statement. Let's just look to him. What does that mean? I reckon you should close your eyes and think about him. Think about the service. Think about the moments. How do we steward moments? Because if we learn how to steward the moments, like Moses with the burning bush, it was a moment. He could have walked away and just been another person in history. But he steward, stewarded a moment. He stewarded a moment. He stopped, he paused, he went over and engaged. So Holy Spirit, help us be good stewards of moments that you create. I thank you that the worship team as leaders in the church, that we, we, we pray and declare into 
the church and the people and Sundays and Wednesdays and all those amazing things. But it's you ultimately that brings moments unto transformation. So I pray that you would help me steward it from the front. Help those with the microphone steward it so that we can lead the church. But also, God, that we've all got a responsibility to follow and to steward our own moments with Him. Yeah, just put your hands out in front of you as I close to pray.